Hi, welcome to today's program. This is Kennedy with Living on God's Word. Today we're going to be reading Mark chapter 12 from the Jesus Bible NIV edition. Then we'll review the key takeaways and we'll end our session with a prayer. So let's go ahead and get started. Mark 12, the parables of the tenants. Jesus then began to speak to them in parables. A man planted a vineyard. He put a wall around it, dug a pit for the wine press, and built a watchtower. Then he rented the vineyard to some farmers and moved to another place. At harvest time, he sent a servant to the tenants to collect from them some of the fruit of the vineyard. But they seized him, beat him, and sent him away empty-handed. Then he sent another servant to them. They struck this man on the head and treated him shamefully. He sent still another, and that one they killed. He sent many others, some of them they beat, others they killed. He had one left to send, a son, whom he loved. He sent him last of all, saying, They will respect my son. But the tenants said to one another, This is the heir, come, let's kill him, and the inheritance will be ours. So they took him and killed him, and threw him out of the vineyard. What then will the owner of the vineyard do? He will come and kill those tenants and give the vineyard to others. Haven't you read this passage of scripture? The stone of the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Then the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and the elders looked for a way to arrest him, because they knew he had spoken the parable against them. But they were afraid of the crowd, so they left him and went away paying the imperial tax to Caesar. Late, later they sent some of the Pharisees and Herodians to Jesus to catch him in his words. They came to him and said, Teacher, we know that you are a man of integrity. You aren't swayed by others, because you pay no attention to who they are, but you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. Is it right to pay the imperial tax to Caesar or not? Should we pay or shouldn't we? But Jesus knew their hypocrisy. Why are you trying to trap me? He asked. Bring me a denarius and let me look at it. They brought the coin and he asked them, Whose image is this and whose inscription? Caesar's, they replied. Then Jesus said to them, Give back to Caesar what is Caesar's and to God what is God's. And they were amazed at him. Marriage at the Resurrection Then the Sadducees, who say there is no resurrection, came to him with a question. Teacher, they said, Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies and leaves a wife but no children, the man must marry the widow and raise up offsprings for his brother. Now there were seven brothers. The first one married and died without leaving any children. The second one married the widow, but he also died, leaving no children. It was the same with the third. In fact, none of the seven left any children. Last of all, the woman died too. At the resurrection, whose wife will she be? since the seven were married to her. Jesus replied, Are you not in error because you do not know the scriptures or the power of God? When the dead rise, they will neither marry nor be given in marriage. They will be like the angels in heaven. Now about the dead rising, have you not read in the book of Moses, in the account of the burning bush, how God said to him, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob? He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. You are badly mistaken. The Greatest Commandment One of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating. Noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer, he asked him, Of all the commandments, which is the most important? 
The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Well said, teacher, the men replied. You are right in saying that God is one and there is no other but him. To love him with all your heart, with all your understanding, and with all your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself is more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he had answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. And from then on, no one dared ask him any more questions. Whose son is the Messiah? While Jesus was teaching in the temple courts, he asked, Why do teachers of the law say that the Messiah is the son of David? David himself, speaking by the Holy Spirit, declared, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. David himself calls him Lord. How then can he be his son? The large crowd listened to him with delight. Warning against the teachers of the law. As he taught, Jesus said, Watch out for the teachers of the law. They like to walk around in flowing robes and be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and have the most important seats in the synagogues and the places of honor at banquets. They devour widows' houses and for a show make lengthy prayers. These men will be punished most severely. The Widow's Offering Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins, worth only a few cents. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, Truly, I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They all gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything, all she had to live on. This is the end of Mark chapter 12. Now let us look at the key takeaways. The first thing is that we see Jesus speaking of the vineyard that he rents out to farmers and then he they turn on him and they kill or beat every servant that he sent in order to collect some of the fruits as rent. And at the end, including his own son, who he thought was going to be respected, they decide to kill because they knew he was the heir and they wanted to keep everything. At the end, of course, the owner comes, kills the farmers, and then rents it out to other tenants. The second takeaway, we see Jesus using a metaphor of the stone which the builders rejected. He's referring to himself. Jesus is the stone that Israel rejected when they crucified him. And the Jewish religious leaders, that included the Pharisees, the Sadducees, which were considered the aristocrats, the Sanhedrin, the scribes, the priests, the elders, the Herodians, all of the religious leaders um, rejected Jesus, the Messiah. However, the resurrected Christ is the critical cornerstone that God uses to start a new church. The third takeaway, we see again here the religious leaders were trying to trap Jesus over and over again. And so they confronted him with a question concerning Moses' law about the widow who dies and becomes um, his brother's new wife in order to ensure that she procreates for his brother who passed away. And there are seven brothers, and each time one dies, she marries the next one and is not, does not have any children, so she has to keep marrying until all seven of them die. And the question is, 
uh, in heaven, who will she be married to when they, when they resurrect? And Jesus replies uh, to the Sadducees who don't believe in the resurrection that they were mistaken, that they did not understand the scriptures because uh, in the resurrected life, everybody will be uh, like angels and will not be married uh, to anyone. And also that God, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob is the God of the living, not the God of the dead. So again, cementing the point that in heaven, everyone who passed from this life would be alive in heaven. In the fourth takeaway, they continue to ask Jesus questions and they're asking him, which are the biggest commandments? St. Jesus replies in Mark 12, verse 30, and thou should love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. In verse 31, he continues, in the second, like this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, there is none other commandment greater than these. The fifth takeaway, Jesus teaches about what it means to give to God. He highlighted that the poor widow who gave all she had, even though it was two mites, the smallest coin possible at that time, she gave more than any of the rich people who gave a portion of what they had from wealth. She gave everything she had to live on. So in summary, Jesus continues to speak and attack the Jewish leaders. He tells them the parable of the vineyard where he compares Israel to the vine dressers who rejected God's prophet and, and even his own son when he sent him. Jesus also compares himself to the cornerstone that was rejected by the builders until the end when they realized it was the perfect stone and critical to the foundation of the building. Jesus' resurrection is the critical stone to our salvation. Uh, Jesus continues to instruct the Jewish leaders about what are the two most important commandments. Love God with all your essence and being and then treat your neighbor as you would treat yourself. Jesus also teaches giving from God's point of view. It is not about how much you give, but it's all about your heart, the condition of your heart. The widow gave from all she had and everything she had to live on, while the other folks gave more in amount, but it was given out of wealth. So let us end with a short prayer. Dear God, teach us how to be like the old widow in this story, who trusted in you with all of her, of her heart who did not hesitate to give you all she had, even though she did not know where her next meal would come from. Lord, help us not to be like the religious leaders who are concerned about their titles and egos. Help us have a personal and deep relationship with you in the privacy of our hearts, without having to show it off to others. Lord, make us humble. Lure us to our rightful place, which is at your feet. We want to be at your feet, Jesus, when we get to heaven. We want to spend an eternity praising you, Lord. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. This concludes today's reading and interpretation of Mark chapter 12. We hope that you will join us again tomorrow. God bless you. This is Kennedy, your brother in Christ, always.